welcome, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. My name is Lukna and I am here with my lovely co-host. Yay, it's me, Gail Edwards, the personal brand disruptor and lover and adorer of all things sushi. <laughs> all things sushi. All things and sushi. We, do we have a treat for you on this episode? Right now, we're looking at someone who's got a virtual background of sushi. Mm. Uh, some of you may know him from the movie The Secret. Some of you are listening now and thinking, The Secret, The Secret, what is that? It sounds vague. But for those of you that are here in a circle, I'm sounds talking about the vague. one and only Bob Doyle. That's right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Please, please be seated. Be seated. Or wash dishes or doing whatever you're doing as a podcast, just as you were. As I'll just you were. Hang out. <laughs> Now, the, the, fun, the, the great thing about Bob, though, for those of you that don't know the secret, is Bob is also the live stream guru. And we're going to be talking about that a bit later on. Is that okay, Bob? <laughs> yes, we can talk about whatever you want. It's your show. That's, yeah. that's the beauty of having a show. You get to do whatever you want. We're going to play. But when you said I have a virtual background of sushi, it, it almost sounded like I have like a pseudo professional background in sushi. And that's oh, not right. Part of it. <laughs> talking about an actual video background, just so the people mm. don't start Googling Bob Doyle's secret sushi profession because they're not going to find me. <laughs> they create that, Gail. Oh, do you know, that's I was right. just thinking just that there's an idea. There's an idea. <laughs> well, Google thinks I'm 87 or something like that, 87 years old. So you look great. Let's just keep the misinformation going. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Thanks, Gail. Yeah, yeah, well, for our listeners who absolutely have no idea who you are, Bob, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, originally, I started. I started like my professional career in radio because what I think what's in me to do is just to express myself creatively. Now, anybody who knows me outside of the secret, follows me on Facebook, Instagram, anything that, you know, watching the stuff that I put out there in the world, very little of it these days is, is law of attraction related, unless I've got something going on. It's generally a bunch of ridiculous stuff, you know, just silly, just silly graphic animation stuff. I've got the Bob Doyle show. I mean, really, I'm just out there having fun. That's what I got into broadcasting to do originally was just to be a goofball on the radio. But, but uh, that my career took a turn because it just really, after I, you know, got my degree, I went to, you know, I went to college, got my job. It wasn't as creative as I thought it was going to be because I was in a major market and I really couldn't express myself the way I wanted. I had all these ideas, but they're like, well, you're just starting here. So no, basically that's the gist. So I jumped out of radio and then I just jumped around careers trying to find something to do that would allow me to be creative. And, and computers was one of the first things back when they were first putting sound cards in computers and it was just a new thing. So I, I took my audio production background from radio and brought it into computers. And one thing just led to another, but nothing was giving me that that fulfillment, you know, uh, enjoying what I was doing plus making money doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that was, that was that, that dissatisfaction, that professional dissatisfaction is what drove me for so many years. I've got to find something I love to do and I need to get out of this debt cycle I'm in and all this other money stuff. And that's what led me eventually to learning about what, what I learned to be the law of attraction, having some aha moments around it, and then becoming uh, sort of a teacher of it. Obviously, there's a lot to that story, but I really, it's told so many times. The, the point is I got there 
And, and then the secret happened as a result of my stuff being out there. Rhonda Byrne, who produced the film, found my online program at the time and thought that that, that was a voice that she wanted in that film. Mm-hmm. And so then that exploded, obviously. We, well, well mm-hmm. some people know, some people don't, but it was, it's like almost 15 years ago, I guess we're getting mm-hmm. close Gosh, to that. Really that long? I, I know. In some ways it feels yeah. recent, but in other ways it feels <laughs> archaically old. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so that, and, and that had its ripple impact and people heard about the law of attraction and all of that. And so I, I was suddenly known by a lot more people. But as that, as Bob Doyle from The Secret, the law of attraction guy, and nobody knew about that I wrote music and that I did all this other goofy stuff and I really just wanted to entertain people. That's really, I think, what was driving me. So I was, for a long time, that balance of how do I, how do I be what people are expecting and still be true to myself? And that was a struggle there for a while after mm. The Secret. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, I got over it. <laughs> Clearly, you clearly, clearly do. Can yeah. you tell us, because I, I, I believe that, and at least that's what I see, a lot of professionals or entrepreneurs struggle with who they are supposed to be <laughs> Don't they and who they actually are. How did you get out of that? So it's, it's really interesting. If I watch videos back from that time of me like selling a program or talking about an event, just basically, you know, videos. It was before live streaming was a thing. So every video was scripted and I had to edit and, you know, that videos, mm. you all know what videos are, but I was so stiff. You know, like, hi, I mean, I smiled, but it was like, hi, I'm Bob Doyle, featured teacher in the film and book, The Secret. And if you've got very like that, uh-huh. right, just like, like announcery, what I was mm. trained to do in that profession, but it was just like, there's no per- no real personality. And I, I, I started um, just playing with throwing stuff on Facebook, just crazy things, just to see what would happen. And that became sort of my creative outlet, right? Just let's throw everything that I can't put on an email list to my law of attraction people up there on Facebook and let people see that side of me that way. And then Instagram came along and all of that. So just as more outlets became available and more fun video tools and apps and different things that where I could express myself creatively without a lot of work, it used to be so much work to make mm-hmm. a video, mm-hmm. but now with apps and different, and like the software I'm using now to do this background, you're seeing everything's in real time. So if I have a creative idea, I can just do it. I mean, there's no, you know, and, and that, so it's a great time for someone like me, but you know, uh, now if I could turn that into full-time revenue, great. But right now I'm just making monkeys talk and say what I want them to say <laughs> because it's fun, you know, yeah, it's exactly. fun, but I, but I believe in that. I think that's important. And I don't think enough people take the time to just do things just cause they're fun. Mm. And especially at a time like now, as we're recording this, they're, you know, the world's in quarantine and the coronavirus is happening. And people are very serious about stuff, but it's really, I'm sure Lubna, you, I'm sure you both agree that now more than ever, it's really time to tap into our sense of fun and play and tap into our creativity. And what are we going to do with this now? Right. So trying to keep a playful spirit in, in, in this time is it's all I know how to do. I mean, seriously, I, I guess I could get into that mindset that so many other people have and watch all the statistics all the time and just get inundated with it, but it's not fun. And what's going to happen is going to happen. And I really think if there's the crucial piece, the life-saving piece, I'm going to find out about it. But the rest is speculation and a bunch of crazy whatever. I'm here in my house. I'm doing my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm having fun. I'm learning how, you know, this is, my life hasn't really changed. You know, I wasn't, I was kind of an indoor person myself. And, and so my day to day, 
and I would go to the grocery store. That was my life. And I was <laughs> and, happy. And exactly. Happy and that was hell. happening. And that was yeah. everybody else's life. <laughs> so the you now it's now, everybody. Yeah, it's everybody else's life. So but what I love what I love about what you've just been saying is that it really is so important to find the playful and to be yeah. creative. Because so many people, as you say, are doom and gloom at the moment. And they're looking I mean, you know, my work is all about personal branding. So I'm always talking to people about being themselves, being their true selves, stepping into their own, hallelujah, et cetera, et cetera. But so many people are looking for that, but they're feeling guilty about looking for that at this time. Yeah. Yep. What do you say about that? What's your perspective on that? I, I, first of all, I totally get it. And, and mm. I am very fortunate that basically because I am isolated, I don't have people judging me to my mm. face about my decision to not take it seriously. I mean, I'm here with Tracy and she and I share the same yeah. attitude yeah. towards this. But there's not, but when you're surrounded by coworkers or friends or family who have a very different opinion or who are very serious or who, who are doom and gloom and you're trying mm. to keep positive, it's very difficult. Just like, you know, uh, this is just like when people would learn about the law of attraction and they would try to, in, you know, implement these things and everybody around them was saying, ah, oh, that's a bunch of nonsense. You know, it's just that how do you, how do you do that? You've got to find support. Mm. You, you have to find a group of people that will, that are having the same conversation as you. Yeah. I mean, we, they're out there. There's, I'm sure there's numerous groups of just positive people looking on the bright side, you know, tempered with realism, hopefully. I mean, you want that, yeah. but, but, yeah. but yes, you have to immerse yourself right now in, in, uh, in different ways of thinking mm -hmm. so that you don't get pulled down that way because it is definitely hard when you're surrounded by mm. people who you love or who you're taking care of or who are taking care of you or something like that. And, yeah. you know, they want you to take this seriously and it's not that you're not, but there's a playful spirit in you that needs to express. Otherwise, yeah, okay, we're staying alive here, but this sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It absolutely does. Yeah, most definitely. It's reminded me of um, when I was employed for a very long time. And uh, the amount of times that people said to me, look, now that can be done. You're out of your mind for even trying. And mm. I had a, well, I still do, I have a deep grounded belief in myself. So no matter how crazy other people think I am, I'm still going to go. And even more so, when people tell me something can't be done, <laughs> oh yeah then you know it's gonna happen yeah. i'm gonna prove them wrong absolutely yeah. that's basically my attitude and i've seen a lot of people thinking how the think that first said to me you can never do that and that manager won't accept it from you to you only do what you're enjoying and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes. i mean you should too um, and they would say to me, no, 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 because I'm different. I'm like, if you think I was born this way, you're mistaken. This is yeah. learned behavior. This is grounding myself in my authenticity, embracing everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and just going for it and, and living life as we should be, because you never know before you know you're in lockdown, mm -hmm. uh, staying at home. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that's also one of the ways that you can you can support yourself because it might take you time to build up those relationships with people that are positive and will move you forward. What's your take on that? Well, I, I agree that no, doing now finding the things that light you up and that you enjoy that allow you to express who you are. We, we do have unique opportunities to do that kind of thing. You know, I'm playing the ukulele more and, you know, I, I play, I'm playing at the same amount of time because as I say, 
nothing's changed for me. But <laughs> hypothetically, I could be I could be playing it more, except that it's but, but the point is, is now's a great time to develop those sort of creative skills. Not that it's going to make you money or that it's any of that. Exactly. It just it just grounds you. It makes you feel better. And then now if you get into the law of attraction stuff, you're sending out a better vibe. You're you're in creation mode instead of lack mode or fear mode. For those times that you're painting or you're writing or you're doing that musical instrument, you're in creation mode. And this is a much more positive vibration for you. And you're looking at the world literally through a different lens and you'll see things, possibilities that you you cannot, absolutely cannot see when you're, oh my God, I got to figure this out mode. That the solutions mm. can't come that way. So you've got to, it's not selfish. It's not irresponsible. It is the most a responsible thing you can do is to get back into your own power and stop letting mm -hmm. these stop letting the external circumstances guide and, and other people's emotions uh, pull yours. I know it's not easy. Like I totally get it. That's why you must find support. If you're expecting that you're going to be able to get through this by yourself with no support, uh, you know, and then, and then, and then you start beating yourself up like, Oh, I should know how to do this. I've taken this. I know this. I know this. I've got EFT. I've got the whole tool set. Why am I, I should be, no, you've got to have support. We're all in this together. And now's the time to find that tribe, you know, Absolutely. and co-create. I love, I love the, I love what you're saying, Bob. I feel like I'm at church actually, because I can just hear myself going, mm -hmm. it's so true. It's so true. You've got to find those people who are going to help to keep you up because let's be honest, sometimes, you know, if you think about it often enough, sometimes you do bring your own self down with your thoughts. You've got to remember, you know, no, I'm in, I'm in um, a positive mindset and the people around me are going to help to bring me up again. So I'm, I'm loving what you're saying there. Now, one of the other things um, that I know about you, Bob, is, uh -oh. that, yeah, is that you also like baking. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Well, do. so I like cooking. I should say, <laughs> yeah. let me, let me, let me. Uh, I like baking. I like baking that one cake. Oh, right, that <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love to cook. Yes. Yes, 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 absolutely. And like myself, see, I'm more of a bake. I like doing both of them actually. I like baking and cooking, but baking is my, that's my relaxation thing. So I've been speaking, I've been doing like this non-cooking cooking show um, <laughs> where I'm literally just throwing ingredients together. But I'm not actually producing anything. But <laughs> what, I found, what I found though is that by doing that, I'm engaging people um, and it's taking them off into a different space where they can forget about what's going on around them. They get mm -hmm. engaged in the fact that I thought you were making scones. Where are the scones? <laughs> and we're having those kind of conversations. They're lighthearted and fun, but it's helping people to forget. And I feel like that when I watch your live streams, okay? Because some of them are really funny. You Forgettable, know? yeah. Um. <laughs> no, they're not forgettable. They're funny. You some said they help you forget. So no, I appreciate that. Now, I do, I do, uh, I do like that's that's. I, I'm a real believer, especially like at a time like this. And you see a lot of people doing it. Musicians are sort of opening up their home, and yeah. you're seeing behind the curtain for mm -hmm. a lot of people, which I think is great. You know, it's like making them real people. But this is what live streaming has been affording us the ability to do since the beginning, mm -hmm. and that's why I advocate. That's how I advocate it. Is like let it be a way for you to to truly connect and not sell at. Yes. Because through the real connection is where the selling is going to happen when you, and it's not going to be selling anymore. So it's like when you have real relationships with people, whether it's based on humor or creativity or however you come across 
authentically in your mm-hmm. live stream, whether it's cooking, because yes, as you said, I've cooked that, I've done, I've cooked that cake from beginning yeah, to end <laughs> three times. Is that Kahlua cake, Ludna? Ludna, have you not seen the Kahlua cake? No, no, I'm just <laughs> thinking about the person that's listening to this right now and thinking, what cake are they talking about? They haven't oh, even mentioned right. the cake. Ludna, you're absolutely right. <laughs> sorry, I'm Ludna. so sorry for the listener. Yes, I, I'm notoriously posting pictures of this chocolate Kahlua cake that looks like something, oh, straight from heaven, uh, all glistening and perfect. On It's just ridiculously good. And I've made it uh, several times live on Facebook, you know, and sometimes in 360 degrees, you know, all this stuff. But it's just like, yeah, obviously nothing to do with law of attraction, doesn't have anything to do with live streaming per se or anything that I would be selling at all. It's just, hey, I'm cooking and let's see if we can have fun with this. And, and by the way, with live streaming, sometimes things go horribly wrong technically. And it's an opportunity to be a real person there instead of like getting all bunged up like, oh, my God, my life's falling apart because, you know, you can't hear me right now or something like that, which that is definitely a part of my journey. I, I've got to say that when I started the Bob Doyle show, and it, it took me forever to go live. I did a million tests. Because to me, it was like it had to be perfect, like all the audio. Because right out of the gate, I was trying to push it technically, like add things that most live streams don't have. And so I would rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it, and it wouldn't work. I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And then I just realized, you know what? This is live streaming at, my, at the level that I'm trying to do it. If I'm asking my computer and all this technology, which is brand new to do all this stuff, it's just going to fall apart. So just be ready and have fun. And that's been my philosophy since the beginning and what... And what that does, obviously, is it makes me more human, but it also mm. is this, it's a connection between the audience, because if I can have fun with it, then they know that every time that audio is cycling, that I'm going crazy, and I'm trying to smile through it. And that adds a whole other level of entertainment, but, but also connection. So it's like just being, just being honest and, and having fun with whatever happens in that moment is so much more engaging and connecting with people than freaking out or apologizing. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Nobody wants to sit through that. No. Right. No. Just like, no. let's watch you smile and go like the best thing you can. I want to tell this one story and then I will mm. shut up and let no, you. No, you must not no. It's a podcast. So, You're so, supposed to talk. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I can, I could do this without you, you know, yeah, we know. <laughs> I had this, I, I was in radio and I did radio in college and, and in college I had to you know, I was working overnight and you have to run, do transmitter readings and you have to stack carts to cart. All your music was on these cartridges that looked like eight tracks. And there was all this stuff you had to do to get ready for your hour. Okay. Or, or whatever. In my case, it was this hour of radio I had in the morning. And then you go live and it's all just right there. Well, I had recurring nightmares for decades after that about it being time for me to go live. And oh my God, I didn't get anything ready. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't do right. So I had no idea what I was going to do and I wasn't ready. And I had that dream over and over. And it would always get to that moment of like, and and it would be at the old place where I used to do radio. Then later in Atlanta, when I, I mean, I would have the same, oh my God, I'm not prepared. And it would always end with the freak out. Well, one day I had the dream and I realized that I was dreaming, you know, oh my God, it's that thing again. And so I just took ownership of it. And with no preparation, I just turned on the microphone and I said, good morning. You know, I got to tell you what's going on. I got here. And for some reason, nothing's ready. 
I don't know how it happened. I just, you know, I just sort of, and just like had the honest conversation with the, the audience. Yeah. I never had the dream again. I've, oh, wow. I haven't had it since then. And of course, that's how I run. That's how I do the Bob Doyle show. Mm. It's just like, and in any live stream, anything I do, if it was this, if it happened right now, you know, it's just like, you just got to freaking roll with it because the standards are different with live stream. Mm. And if you try to do a presentation on a live stream without it, like it can feel yucky, right? Yep. It can feel yeah. like if, if, if somebody goes live stream and then they are, uh, and you can, it, there's just like, you can scroll your timeline without any sound. And you can tell the ad, you yeah. can tell the live streams that are ads right away, even if they're just in their house. Yeah. There's something yeah. about the energy. There's something about the yeah, whole thing. Absolutely. You just scroll, scroll, scroll. That's not what people want. So right. don't be that. You know, that's, I don't know how we got all the way there, but here we are. <laughs> well, what I love about that story is, is that we build that mental, mental scenario, that mental little movie of all the things that could go wrong, mm -hmm. which might let's be honest, it's technology. The internet might mm -hmm. break up on you. Um, uh, but it is what you do in that moment. And the moment that you think, you know what, it might happen, let's just go with the flow. And uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll see what, what happens because in real life you encounter obstacles. Mm. And I still remember that um, I used to say, um, I'd rather stand on stage in front of a thousand people or more then go live on Facebook or anywhere else. Oh, gosh, yeah. God. The idea of talking <laughs> to screen on my own seemed so stupid. And I had built that mental picture. Well, who are you talking to? To yourself? That sounds almost that you're ready to go see a psychiatrist. I mean, who does that? That, that kept me from going live very, very long until I was challenged by Sammy, who said, I'm challenging yeah. you to go live at once a day for five days and i looked at my calendar i thought i can't do that uh, consistently at the same time i looked at my calendar i thought i can't do that but she's challenged me and when you challenge me i find a <laughs> way <laughs> so i went live on one day did a full-on live stream marathon every hour i went live interviewing someone half of the time the internet didn't work half of the time <laughs> i couldn't go live on my own page i said we're going live on your page because i committed i'm going live don't care how, but we're going live. Uh, and that turned into a, a marathon of live streams. Are people like, are you doing a marathon? I said, yes, <laughs> because uh -huh. if I can do this today, there will never be a moment that I am scared to go live again. Mm -hmm. and that's now, right. And that's it. You're just stretching a muscle. You're stretching a muscle and it seems so intimidating to some people. I never had that problem because my, my whole, I've always wanted to be a broadcaster, which means I've always been comfortable with people because that's my dad was in it. And so I just grew up in it. So talking at no one was perfectly good with me. That's why I wanted to be in radio. And so when, when this, and even when I started in, in uh, with the law of attraction stuff, I was selling a digital product and it was just sort of one way and I didn't have to, be with people or I didn't have to go speak. I didn't have to do anything. It was like, this is perfect. Uh, and then the secret happened. And then, you know, you start to get invited out to speak and I'm like, Oh, you know, you can't just say no, it's too, it was too big a deal back then. Mm -hmm. And then I got out there and I really, I, I, I learned that I really liked it. You know, I really yeah. liked being with the people and getting the hugs and all of it, you know, and hearing it's, it's, it's different when you hear stories about impact you know, cause, mm -hmm. because the other way it was very sheltered. You get an email or whatever, but it's uh, yeah. a whole different, and it still happens. Cause I still don't go out and do events that much. And of course now I'm not doing any, but when I, when I, 
do, and it's been maybe a couple of years since I've gotten conversation about how this or that made an impact, then it's like, you know, it's humbling. It's cool. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm very grateful to have that be a part of whatever I leave behind the secret, but, um, but yeah, but it's just, it's definitely not all of who I am. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because we know that as well as the secret and the live stream and the baking of the Kahlua cake, which can I just say, I'm actually making that tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I am. Awesome. I'm, you will not I'm, regret I, it. I, I know. I know. I'll send you some photos. I'm looking forward to it. So, <laughs> but we also know that you happen to really adore sushi, Bob. Because as we've said earlier on, you are sitting in front of a sushi green screen um, or virtual screen. I'm not sure the technical term, but I'm looking at this gorgeous sushi behind you. And I want to know more about your sushi journey. My sushi journey journey was probably not unlike a lot of people who Mm. thought that the idea of eating it was the most horrifying and disgusting thing. <laughs> you really? Oh, wow. Years. And it was like, there's not even an option. It's like, well, that's something I'll never do. It's like olives <laughs> today. I will never, and I know I won't. What well, olives? That's that. sacrilege. I, I, look, I can see that by the look on your face, but I, well, I, I didn't mean to. Because Lubna knows if they, I, I, I couldn't choose between sushi and olives. Just don't ever give me that choice. <laughs> Well, you can have my olives every time. And I'll take <laughs> we should actually tell you later on the story about oh. olives and Manchester. Oh, honestly, put it this way. Olives saved my life in Manchester. <laughs> wow. I cannot believe I opened up that door. Yeah. So anyway, sushi journey. yes, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom uh, sushi, but, but then as an adult, after the secret and everything, I was invited to go speak in Denver somewhere. And I met up with a friend there and he had a friend who had a sushi restaurant. It was this guy's mm. restaurant. And um, I said, well, I don't really eat sushi, but I'm sure, you know, they usually have like braised ribs or some, uh-huh. some little something I can have. So I got there and the guy comes over and he's like a big secret fan. So he's just like talking, talking and talking, which, but it really served us because then he starts bringing it. And I told him how I felt about sushi. He goes, let me just let you try some things. I'm like, okay. yeah, that's the way. so then he starts bringing, you know, bringing up stuff over and uh, says, don't just take bite. Just put the whole thing in your mouth. Yeah. Here's what you do. Just show me what to do. And I was like, and I, and it was, you know, it was great. It's more like what you see here, like at this, and I'm not an expert, but I like it on the rice, the sticky rice and all yeah. of that or by itself. I'm not a big roll fan. Oh, like, you're don't, a Gary like, fan. I like them okay, but I prefer just straight up fish on rice. And now, okay. and I don't, and I'll tell you this other dirty secret, but the hot spicy tuna or whatever is a <gasps> thumbs down. Don't put it in. <laughs> God, you should see the look on their faces. They just totally cup their hands over their mouth. They are regretting bringing them out of the show. I have stomped on their olives and the, the, uh, the, the, I know, I know. Now I know everybody likes that stuff. And for what, and I think I did it at the beginning. And then one day I just ate it and goes, you know what? This is not, it's not working for me. So, but I do like a variety of other things like the eel and other things that I'll take uh-huh. in small, small yeah. doses. But basically, you know, it's like straight up. I'm, I'm pretty, Pretty vanilla, I guess. And, and a good dragon roll. I'll do that. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. But like the California nice. roll, I'm kind of over that's that. My, you know, it's like, that's, that's, the, 
that's the big, well, okay. I always thought, I always thought of that as like the beginner sushi. Really? Like, it was like, you've never had sushi? Well, because uh, there's no fish in that, right? No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, just try this. And so you get like, okay, I'm, I'm eating sushi. And then they slip in a tuna. Oh, yeah. And then I don't know. And then I had to go to the restaurant guy to get me bold enough to just eat a big piece of raw fish like that. But I I'm glad it. I did. But it's been a while since I've had it because, you know, I'm living with this vegetarian. <laughs> Can I just say for the record, a very beautiful and gorgeous vegetarian. It's very lovely. I know. Yes, a great human being. Uh, Which really is why I, this is why I do not complain about <laughs> the lack of raw fish in my refrigerator. <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh, but I do, gosh. I do love it. And, and, uh, and every now and then, I guess I can't even remember the last time I had it. Well, that's okay. Considering that we're in lockdown, we'll, we'll, sure. we'll just say that that's the reason why. We'll blame it on that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I, and we'll then I saw it coming for like yeah. a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god now bob we've spoken about your professional journey and some of the struggles that you've had and uh but what about you personally if we strip hmm. the professional part of you all away who is bob doyle mm. well it's more like what's showing up on facebook and instagram these days right it's just the playful creative sort of you know who's trying to like, I, I feel like I so stumbled into this personal development industry because I was just goofing off and I just, I was having fun with the law of attraction. I was having fun putting the program together. I was just having, having fun. And then the next thing I know, I'm being positioned in a certain way. I'm like, oh, I should be like, uh, I don't know, Jack and Bob and the others, I guess, I, you know, so that, that, that was that little struggle. But, but for the most part, you know, away from all of that, my journey has, you know, involved that sort of coming to terms with what I want to do with my life. And then, you know, I was married for 22, 23 years, 24 mm -hmm. years, and then divorced. And that was, you know, there was a terrible divorce, you know, it was just like, I got one of those. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and so that was a, that was a journey in and of itself because, you know, that was at the, the, after the secret and all of this other stuff. So, you know, you start to go, how did this happen? And I, although I know, I know very well, mm -hmm why my marriage went the route it did and decisions that I didn't make early and things, action I didn't take, you know, all sorts of different mm -hmm. things that could have prevented that. But it was a great learning experience, except that it just, you know, it was, it was just a, kind of a sucky part of the journey. And that will, when you go through something like that, or at least, you know, when I did, I, there's this long journey of like questioning everything. Mm. You know, who am I? Do I still want to do this? Do I still belong in this industry? If I, this, I mean, just all these questions that, I, I think are normal, mm -hmm. but you know, I toyed with so many different options in terms of what I wanted to do professionally. Yeah. And it was during that time that I started doing voiceover on the side, which is, I still do now, which I love. And I'm so glad I did it because it turned into a significant source of income and I love doing it. It was what, mm. one of my favorite things about broadcasting. So, you know, exploring all those avenues, uh, as a result of going through the dark, the dark part, mm. you know, it all results in, where I am now, I mean, I, I can't, like, if all the crappy stuff hadn't happened, I wouldn't be with Tracy right now, right? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. so many other wonderful, awesome yeah. things yeah. wouldn't have occurred. So you just have to look at it and go, boy, that, and, and, and you just have to tell yourself during that time, it's like, there's got to be a reason I'm going through this. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, but it, but it yeah. was not, it was, I, I don't want to, you know, 
I had a, I had every tool set you can imagine, you know, being in this industry for 20 something years, every connection, every, like I knew, I know, you know what I mean? But it was still so difficult. And I went through all the like, uh, you know, well, who do I reach out to without losing credibility? Like that's, that, that was, it was freaking torture. It was freaking torture to feel like that. I can't, share with people that I'm struggling because then they'll look at my career and, and, and it, this is all in my mind, of course, mm-hmm. but Deacon, oh, well, he's not valid because he, because he's in this position, mm-hmm. even though in my mind, I know all the reasons I'm in, in alignment with it and I could explain it, but then you get into justification and defense mode, which sucks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, that was, that was a tricky part. That was a tricky part of, of the journey. And a yep. lot of it for me meant like getting out of that fully meant like I was in another relationship after, Mm -hmm. after my marriage for a long time, I had to get out of that relationship. I had to move and I had to get by myself Yeah, Mm -hmm. for like Mm -hmm. a year and a half is what happened. I I ended that relationship and I just hold up and I was so happy to be alone. Who am I? That's not in relation to another human being. Yeah, Uh, There's nobody expecting anything of me along those lines. Like let's just free up and see who Bob is. Right. And I was, and, and it, it was a year and a half of, of all kinds of journeys. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was full. I was feeling very, very confident in my, in my being alone and who I was and the direction I was going and all those things. And then I met Tracy. <laughs> Bam. But yeah, you know what I'm that happens? I, I'm so thankful for your honesty Yeah, because so many times I, I've done it myself. I have done it myself. Like, like you, I've, ha- I've got all the tools and the tricks and the resources of the trade, been doing it a very long time. And sometimes I know certainly when I went through a very similar situation to you some years ago, I felt exactly the same. But what I find now is that people are really struggling. People who are um, healers, coaches, therapists, mentors, you know, whatever they want to call themselves, but people who feel that they should, they tell themselves they should know better. Mm-hmm. Why? You're still human. You know, yeah. you're still susceptible to the human experience. Yeah. And it's just really, I'm really pleased to hear you say to our listeners that it's okay. I've been through it too. Because as much as we say it, it feels good to them when our guests say it mm-hmm. as well. Because they, they're not alone. They're not alone. Yeah, you know, because I've always, look, I've always had uh, an issue with, um, and I don't think it's just a false humility thing, but the whole, the whole uh, uh, guru yeah. being positioned in that way, like, like that anybody mm. is better, smarter, knows whatever more. And, and I just see people get hooked on their gurus and, yeah. and that whole, and that's just so not who I am. The whole personal, there's a lot about the personal development industry that is not who Bob Doyle is. I never aspired to be in it. I never, you know what I mean? It just mm. happened. And so I've, I've had to sort of navigate my way and go, okay, well, I'm not going to be like that. And I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to do that just because everybody else is, I'm going to find my place in it, or I'm going to go out of it or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what was the original? <laughs> I can't believe this is the first time it's happened. I usually get derailed way sooner. <laughs> we've, we've done a good job. No, but no. I really, what I really, uh, we're talking about that that it's it's good and vulnerable to share your journey. That despite yeah. the mm. fact that all of us know the tools, we rationally know that, but mm-hmm. we still have our moments of oh, how am I going to deal with this? One? Yes, and I think that a lot of the I can imagine a lot of our listeners 
right now with all of this happening in the mm-hmm. world are looking at well, what do I do now? And I think that one of the things that I got from your story, stories that you shared is take this time to reflect who am I without yes. the colleagues, without the bosses, without the clients, you've got the time now and the peace of mind and the, and the calmness to go yeah. through that journey and make decisions on who, who are you and who are you not? What do you enjoy doing and what don't you enjoy doing? And how can you craft that in your, into your life? Even if it's in the form of a hobby, if you can't do yeah. it in your job or as an entrepreneur, or whatever that is, but craft it, do something that lights you up each and every day, because that will help you go through those challenging times even better because you're mm. grounding yourself in your own authenticity. So, yeah. It's, and, you know, that's, that's really how Entrepreneur Sushi Club was born. You know, Lubna and I just both dif- discovered quite randomly that we both had a bit of an unusual obsession with sushi. And we thought, oh, if, we, if, if, the, if there's two of us, maybe there's more. <laughs> and hence, here we are. So, so there's at least seven or eight so far, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> even more. Even more. And growing. Yes. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, surely not. Has our screen frozen? No, no, no. we're still here. No, we're, I, just... we were just enjoying the moment. <laughs> we're letting just the words su- sink su- in. Such an unusual moment. <laughs> you know, that, that, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, in the old days, dead air would have driven me crazy. Like, oh my God, I'm a broadcaster. There must be something filling the space. And now it's so freeing to, like, in the middle of a live stream, just sit there and stare at people for a good seven seconds, you know, cause it's like, I'm just, why not? We're just hanging out. Yeah. Right. And people who are yeah. listening to podcasts and I listen to podcasts and I love a good natural conversation. And sometimes there's a lull as we finish this point and then we have another one. So if you don't have a, like a list of questions, which isn't how we do things. Here. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't, just, no, we we don't just do that. We go, we go with the flow. Most definitely. Having said that, what are your top tips for the people that are listening and are struggling or feel mm-hmm. anxiety or fear and actually are paralyzed? So despite our very good advice of take time to reflect, right now they can't. What are your yeah. top tips for them? Okay, I got a, a handful of things like that I do because it's like even though my day-to-day hasn't changed, you know, the, the wave of stuff will still come. Um, you know, and, and I'll still feel things and I still got to manage things and I'm still, and, and, you know, it's not like my business and all of that is not affected. It totally is. I mean, it's like no one's doing voiceover and stuff like that. So it's easy to get into that. But like for me, I feel it when that kind of stress or that kind of anxiety comes over, I feel it in my body pretty, pretty strongly, right? Like you get that stress feeling and then, boy, that's a really crappy place to operate out of. You're, you just want to run, you want to shut down, you want to do this so that you, so just a reset of that is like a good first step and breathing exercises of various kinds are like in that moment, you know, you hear people go, come on, just breathe. But that is really, truly magical. And, and not just like a couple of breaths. I'm talking about like do a full oxygenation. I mean, people, you may have heard of the Wim Hof method. There's all these deep, deep, rapid, you know, like really oxygenate yourself because of how it resets your whole like endocrine system and stuff like that. I mean, when we get into that stress mode, we can't think clearly and it snowballs depending on who we are and how we're wired. It can really, really get bad. And you can get into a very desperate, hopeless situation where you can't see possibility. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who can relate to that. And so to be able to even begin 
to start changing your mind, you're going to have to do something to your biology because it's out of control. You're, you're way too far off in cortisol land or whatever, and you're running amok. And so you've got to, it, it's very, I know for me and a lot of people, it's easy to resist doing something like a breathing exercise because you, because your ego and everything else is telling you, you don't have time for that. You got to figure this out. Yeah. You, you know, your brain needs mm-hmm. to fix this, right? So that's just recognizing that, that that is going to happen because you're, that's how you're wired. It's, it's, it, it's not a fault. It's not a defect in you. It's not a lack of strength that you can't stop to do that reset. Your body, you're made to do this. You're, you're fleeing for your life. You're under an immense amount of stress. You perceive danger, but you're not really about to be squished by something. So you can actually breathe. You can actually take the time, but you have to consciously override all the noise that is there for a reason, a valid reason, both your environmental wiring and your just how we're made as human beings. So forgiving yourself or, you know, like being okay with that you're, you're running away with your emotion. But that first step of doing that physical reset is the first step, I would say, because then you can, at least for just a moment or two, depending on how long you do it, how deep you go, how oxygenated you go, it can last for a while the stillness. And now you've got options in terms of how am I going to, how am I going to interpret this data differently? That is more empowering. Who do I need to be? Who do I want to be, to be a person who can sit in this situation and not go crazy? What does that person look like? How does that person respond? And you just have to start trying it on. There's no other way. You have to begin the rewiring process because the reason that you are being the way that you are is because you're wired to do it that way. It's biology. It's not that you're wrong, but, but simply the decision to do it probably isn't going to do it. You've got to work it. Yeah. And I'm saying that, that 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 breathing and that reset gives you a better environment from which to rework it than when you're in a panic mode. Because you won't. You're, you're going to be so fragmented. You're going to try to visualize something nice. You're going to try to, who do I want to be right now? And you're going to be like, ah, I can't. Yeah. So you got you to deal with your physiology first. Cool. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice, actually, because so many people think that before it's the before the physiology it's the oh no i just got to get through it i just got to get through it and yeah you're absolutely right bob whole yeah because this is it is it is our the processing of all of this information is being done through a physical brain it is Mm, happening in here so we and 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 in those moments of stress it's the chemistry is whacked Mm. and it's not and it's going to operate how it's designed to work in that environment so you have to change its environment so that happens physically. I mean, you could, you could, if you're trained, if you're really good at it, and you just, but the most people in this situation who have never even had this conversation before mm-hmm. do not have any clue how to bring it in. Right. Yeah. So just breathe it, like let your body do it for you. Mm. Let your body do it for you. Mm. Great advice. That's a long hashtag, though. Yeah, but you know, I reckon we can work with it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Bob, I know that the three of us can keep this conversation going for, for, for quite a, oh, gosh, quite a few we? hours, I believe. <laughs> okay. um, but no, to make it uh, longer than it can. And uh, if we have to, we can have you back, which would be great. Uh, to yeah, it's not yes. like I got a full spiritual calendar these days. Well, <laughs> exactly. exactly. We can tap into that. But for the people that are listening and thinking, how do I found, find out more about Bob Doyle? Mm, so much to learn too. Oh my God. <laughs> you could, you could take a week of your quarantine and just binge on Bob. Oh, wow. Uh, 
Binge on Bob. Now, that's a shorter hashtag. It's, binge on it, Bob. That, that's right. And I think you've just given me the week's project. Um, so meetbobdoyle.com is a good like starting point. It's basically the portal to all things I do, just about, except for the thing I'm actively doing right now, which I don't have a, I don't have a link for. I'm just realizing which is the live stream bootcamp, but that, that's a timely thing. Um, but, but yeah, meetbobdoyle.com is probably the best part. You'll see all the law of attraction stuff. You'll see my voiceover stuff. You'll have access to all the creative stuff, right. VR stuff, just all things Bob are there. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Great. And, and can uh, I just say as well, before we go, Lubna, is that Bob is extremely accessible. So if you oh, yeah. go on to meet Bob Doyle and you decide, you know what, I, I, I actually want to speak to Bob, you can Facebook him, you know, Definitely on his Facebook that, live stream. I am way easy to find. There oh, is. you are so you are so easy to find and so engaging. You know, so well, willing to engage. So that's great. Yeah, and oh, if you're thinking you. I need some positivity in my life, then tune in to the Bob Doyle show. You'll oh, gosh, have definitely. a good laugh. It's that's very entertaining. Advice. It is. It's very entertaining and also very interesting. Very, it can it's be. very interesting. On a good day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <On the> last, <laughs> well, just so you know, the last episode, the question was, "What if your dog could talk?" Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw the replay. That's what right. if it's your a real dog question. could talk? But it, it had a real to... conversation about that question. That's because yes, because we weren't doing fantasy dog talk is like no seriously if your dog spoke to you what are you going to do not yeah. like oh i feel how much i love it no you wouldn't you'd no, freak you wouldn't. out you'd freak, yeah you might throw up from anxiety let's be real what do i do yeah so that's the those are the hard-hitting topics that we covered <laughs> <laughs> bob oh. thank you bob, for thank being you. on this episode and, well thank uh, you it has been an absolute pleasure it really has so thank you so much, Bob. Anytime. Uh, and for those of you that are listening, if, this, if you found this episode of value, then please leave us a review. We'd love to get your feedback. Yes, please. And tune in for the next one in next week. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>